Matthew chapter 17, beginning at verse number 3. Most of you are familiar with this story. It's the transfiguration of Jesus. And I'm going to start at verse number 3. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto his and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you will, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, behold, a cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, hear him. And when the disciples heard it, They fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. And when when they had lifted up their eyes and saw no man, save Jesus only, verse 9, and as they came down from the mountain, I want you to say that with me. Say, as they came down from the mountain. Jesus charged them saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. And I want to I just speak to you for a little while on this, coming down the mountain. Look at your neighbor and say, coming down the mountain. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise tonight because He's good. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. God bless you for being here. You may be seated. I won't, I won't be a long time tonight because I'm just as tired as you are or more. Uh, everybody say, coming down the mountain. Going up the mountain is the good part. Learning and walking with the Lord and when you know the Psalms of Ascent, a lot of those Psalms, when you find them around Psalms 100 and 110, there's psalms about going up. They were going up to Jerusalem. And if you ever get the opportunity to go over to the Holy Land or to see images of the Holy Land, you will know that the reason the Dead Sea is the Dead Sea is because it's the lowest part in the earth, in the world probably perhaps, below sea level. And that's the reason that it drains that there's no life in it because it's at one of the lowest places in the world. But it's amazing to me as you travel and you go to Jerusalem, it's literally, it sits at about 2,300 feet of elevation and it, the, the winding road goes up to Jerusalem and all of a sudden the landscape changes. The trees become more green and and lush and the olive trees become more colorful because Jerusalem is up on literally a, a plateau or uh, not a mountain, but it sits 2,000 feet above sea level. There's nothing more glorious and powerful than going up the mountain. When you're going up to Yosemite and you see all of those majestic granite monoliths, those, those faces, and you see El Capitan, and you look out 
and you see all of the grandeur and the splendor. When I was a much, much younger man, I climbed to the top of Half Dome. And I probably wouldn't have done it if I had known how dangerous it was. But there was a, a bunch of women that were gathered there around the group that I went to the top with. And I thought, I can't stay down here and let those women go up to the top. Uh, but once I got to the top of Half Dome, you could look out over all of Yosemite's valley. And my, 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 the views were absolutely glorious. Somebody shout glorious. There's nothing like coming up to the mountain. And this, this last week at Missions Conference, my, 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 we went to the mountaintop of glory. We saw the power of God. We saw the demonstration of God. The building was filled to the overflow with just miracles, signs, and wonders. Sometimes uh, in a couple of those altar calls, there was so much glory and power. We didn't have any musicians. We didn't have any singers. We didn't need any instruments. This altar was absolutely filled with the power and the glory of God. I just went back and just kept watching it again and again and again and again. I kept rewinding it and watching it again and rewinding it and watching it again and, and looking at, uh, I don't have an Instagram account, but I'm able to get on the church's account. I kept going back and looking at that video again and that video again and that video again. Why? Because I love the mountaintop. I love where the angels are ascending and descending. I love the buzz that is going on in the house. I love people's faith being stretched and expanded and lives being changed. I want to tell somebody tonight, I know you're tired, but it never gets old seeing somebody baptized in Jesus' name. It never gets old seeing somebody run around the aisles of this this church with flags that say the name of Jesus. It never gets old seeing somebody for the very first time walk into our service and their eyes being about that big saying, the half has not yet been told. I looked them up online, but it's even better in person. I love the mountaintop. I love where the angels are coming down. I love where the glory is moving. The Bible says that we move from glory to, somebody say from glory to glory. And I love that. But I can tell you from experience that sometimes the mountaintop is not where all the things happen. Sometimes you've got to learn to live coming down the mountain. You've got to learn how to live when the choir's not singing. And when the building is not absolutely full, and when the guest evangelist and the guest preachers are not here, you got to learn how to come down the mountain. I want to tell somebody tonight that maybe you're not feeling the electricity that you felt on Friday night or on Saturday night or on Sunday morning, but I want to tell you the reason that you have the electricity on a Friday night or a Saturday night or a Sunday morning is the work you do when you're living in the valley. It's, it's, it's when you show up when you don't feel like showing up. 
or you pray when you don't feel like praying, or you worship when nobody around you is worshiping, or you open up your Bible when you've been in three service. I want to tell you, that's how you have mountaintop experiences with God. When you live for God as you walk through the valley, when you come down the mountain, And I've, I've come down a few mountains in my lifetime. I've been up to some high places before, and I want to talk to you about three things that you need when you're coming down the mountain. Look at your neighbor and say, coming down the mountain. Boy, y'all really came down it too. <laughs> Jesus. I knew it was going to be rough, but I didn't know it was going to be this rough. Very rarely, I'll tell you, very rarely, very, almost never am I in pajamas all day. But I was today. Michaela looked at me. She said, Dad. I said, I know. And plus, I had to take Atlas and Taylor and uh, Megan back to the airport. I'm not happy about that vexes my spirit. Everybody say, coming down the mountain. This, this was the mountain in their life. It was the mountain of transfiguration. Oh, man. Can you imagine what that was like? Wow. To be on that mountain with Moses and Elias, Elias, however you choose to say it. But imagine what that was like to be there. It was so good, and I read it in your hearing, it was so good, and obviously the the New Testament characters, I think it was Peter, James, and John, but the two Old Testament characters are, are representatives of the Old Testament law and then the prophetic, Peter, James, and John. It was so good that they said, Lord, let's just stay right here. I mean, that's how I felt on Saturday. As a, as, a, as a pastor, it doesn't get any sweeter than that. It's just like, just squeeze all the nectar out of that. It was so good. And every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you want to go, let's, let's just stay right here. This, I wanted to be raptured up from that moment. I don't know how you felt. I was like, come, Lord Jesus, just take them all right now. If you take them right now, Lord, there's a good chance we'll have a bigger majority to be saved. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. There's some people that I think, we pray them through this altar, and I say, Lord, go ahead and take them right now. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. That's why you're laughing. That's how, that's how this missions conference was. It was so powerful. It was so trans, transformative. Lives were changed. Missionaries were sent. Sacrifices were made all across this building. People made sacrifices to the, Lord, to the Lord. You heard the call of God in this missions conference. But you got to come down the mountain. And there's three things that you need when you're coming down the mountain. The Bible says, and I read this in your hearing, it happened 
to happen in two accounts of the gospel. It says, and as they came down from the mountain, and then it said it again in Mark chapter 9 and verse 9. It says it, and as they came down from the mountain. Here, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to highlight with these t- to you really brief here tonight. The first thing you got to know when you're coming down the mountain, the first thing you got to have when you come down the mountain is you got to have faith. Everybody shout faith. You have to have faith to believe what you received on the mountaintop is going to be your provision while you walk through the valley. It's, a, it's really easy to have faith when you're standing up there and the angels are ascending and descending and miracle signs and wonders and baptisms and the house is full. But what you need to come down the mountain, you must have faith to believe that the same transformation that you had on the mountaintop is able to continue the work in your life as you go on through the valley. Somebody shout at me, faith. You must have faith to believe that what God spoke to you in that moment, God is able to bring it to pass in your life. And I've seen this happen before. We get a word from the Lord on Sunday. We get a word from the Lord on Saturday. We get a word from the Lord on Friday. And by the time we come to church on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, uh, we've, we've lost the promise that God spoke to us when we were in, we were in that divine place. I want to tell you, what God spoke to some of us on Friday or Saturday or Sunday is not a mistake. That wasn't, that wasn't just something that happened by chance. I want to tell you, God spoke things into your spirit. God was doing a work in your life, and you got to have faith. Now that missions conference is behind us, you got to have faith that he is able to perform that which he promised to us. Got to have faith. Faith is what? The substance. Come on, you know it. Faith is the, somebody says, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you're going to come down the mountain, you got to have faith to believe that God is able to perform what he promised you when you were on the mountain. Somebody say, I got faith. He that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Why? Because without faith, it is impossible. Somebody shout impossible. I, want to, I would dare say one of the key ingredients and takeaways that you need coming out of missions conference is you need to have faith to believe that God is still at work in your life, even on a Wednesday night. I, I know this is going to wreck you, but I want to tell you the same God that moved on Friday and Saturday and Sunday has not diminished 
well, God must be short on his power because he gave us so much. God, God's running a little low. God's going to bounce a check. I'm going to tell you something. God don't bounce checks. God has just as much. God can pour out his spirit a million times. And God's got just as much of himself as he had in the beginning. God's got just... God's got just as much blessing. God's got just as much goodness. God's got just as much glory. God hasn't diminished one bit from Sunday to Saturday to Friday. And I got faith that my best days are going to be ahead of me, that the best blessing and the best power. Does anybody else believe that? You got to have faith to believe that. Put that scripture on the screen for me. Hebrews 11 and 6. For, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now think about that a minute. You can, you can do everything else right. Everything else right. You can, you can talk right, live right, dress right, walk right, talk right, do everything right. But if you don't have faith, you can't please God. I have faith that says today that my tomorrow is brighter than my today. I have faith that God is going to work in our lives in such a way that he is able to to keep that which was committed to him. When you're coming down the mountain and and when you're going through things and the reality of life comes to you and you go through things and you fight battles or you get a negative report, don't throw in the towel and say that God didn't keep his word. No, I have faith to believe that if I seek God, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Everybody say faith. That's very important when you come down the mountain that you have faith. It's interesting to me that after they came down the, mountain, down the mountain, Jesus Jesus addressed them. I'm looking for a text. It said, if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall speak to the mountain, be thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done. He dealt with him about faith. Everybody say faith. I've got faith. The second thing you need coming down the mountain is follow through. Somebody say follow through. James 2 and 26, and here's what I mean by follow through. Put that on the screen for me, Noah. For as a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Everybody say follow through. Don't don't expect things to just come to your life without you doing something. You what if you're going to come down the mountain, you need faith, but you also need follow through. That means you have to do something. Faith without works is dead. If there's something that God has put in your spirit, you can't just sit there and say, well, when it's time, it just, it's just going to just drop down out of the heavens and it's going to happen. No, there's got to be follow through. Faith without works is dead. If there's things that God has placed, don't just be stagnant. 
Go after them. Go after it. If God has made a promise that you're going to be debt-free or you're going to be a business owner or, or God's calling you to intercessory prayer or, or God's going to send you somewhere to do a work, don't just sit back. Do something about it. Start, start raising money. Start praying. Start fasting. Start saving. Or if God made a promise to you that you're going to have a college education and you don't know how you're going to, how that, how you're going to bring that to pass, start applying. Start looking, start researching, whatever it is. Don't just sit back and say, well, I've got faith. No, you got to have more than faith, ladies and gentlemen. You got to have some follow through. You got to put one foot in front of the other. You got to knock on some doors. You got to ask. You got to seek some things. Don't just sit back and say, when it happens, it happens. No, I have faith that it's going to happen, but I also have works. I also have works. I'm going to do my part that puts me in the position that God can work supernaturally in my life. I'm going to put my time into this. I'm going to seek the Lord actively. I'm not going to do that passively. I'm going to have faith, but I'm also going to have follow through. That's what you can do. God does what he can do but we got to do what we can do. Somebody say faith. faith. Everybody say follow through. through. Got to have both of those. And then the third thing that I, that I feel like we got to have, we got to have faith. We got to have follow through. Look, there's an almond right here. This is on my nerves. Somebody's been eating almonds in the church. That distracts me. Y'all watching online, there was an almond in the church. There's a lot of nuts in the church. That's for free. Pastor got jokes. He's tired, but he got jokes. Somebody say faith. Somebody say follow through. And the third thing you got to have is you got to have fervency. You got to have some fervency about you. Brother Lamonis preached about that on Friday night when he was talking about no matter how good you sing, I was so glad he preached what he preached because I, I, I was feeling that. I was telling my, my wife in that service, I, and I, I, I sent out a message to all of our staff because I want them to know we are, we're not just some production team. It's not just a concert. It's not just a jam festival. We want to have the best. We want to do everything with excellence. We want to give it our absolute best. We want to put, put out, make the gospel as presenting as possible. But this is not a production. And I was so glad to hear Pastor Lamonis preaching about it doesn't matter. And we want that. He, he qualified. We want, we want to give God our very best. But at the end of the day, we got to have a move of God. We got to have people being baptized. We got to have people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We got to have passion. We got to have young people standing up and running and shouting and being set free. We're not, we're not just here to take a selfie and say, oh, look at how good and great we are. No, no, no. We got to have fervency. 
You got to have some fervency in your spirit. If you're coming down the mountain, don't expect somebody to pep you up and, and prop you up and sing you up. Sometimes you got to do, you got to stir up the own gift that you got inside of you. You got to stir it up yourself. Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is in you. Somebody say fervency. And I, I get nervous, not, not on Wednesdays, but I get nervous when people never move. If there was a, a, a mouse that ran through this church, you'd move. you move. I worry about people that don't ever clap. They don't ever do nothing. They don't do nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, I can't run like I used to run. I can still run, but I can't run like I used to. But I tell you this much. If that preacher's preaching, I'm not sitting in that chair. You say, well, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't move like I used to. Sometimes you, can, you, could stood, you could stand up. You could give me a nod. You could give me a high five. You could do something. I want to tell you, don't, don't ever let the fire die inside of us. We got to be fervent. We got to be fervent. Colossians said, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. Don't just sit around in your life and expect somebody to always do it for you. Don't expect the band to always do it for you. Don't expect the bispos to always pray the prayer of faith for you. Don't, no, no. There ought to be fervency in my own spirit to do something for God. got to have faith coming down the mountain. You got to have follow through coming down the mountain. And you got to be fervent. You got to be fervent. You got to have enough fervency that you sustain yourself when the choir's not singing and the band's not playing. Because the band won't be playing all the time. Literally. The band's not always going to be playing. And the choir's not always going to be singing. And if you're going to survive the coming down, and we all come down, obviously. But y'all are here, so I'm giving you a big shout out. You're here. We all come down. And what you do... When you come down the mountain, we'll determine if you go up to the next one. And I know this church, we're going to go back up. We're going to go back up to the mountain. And there's going to be more glory and more power and more transformation. But the real work of God, and I'm, I'm done, it's 804. The real work of God is done. This is a very important lesson. I know this is simple tonight. It's done when nobody's watching. It's done when nobody's clapping for you. It's done when you don't have the mic in your hand. And it's done when there ain't nobody there. You know, I, I, I'm, trust me, I'm giving y'all a huge shout out. I, I love it. All those cupbearers and those young ministers and all that, just, just driving the golf carts. I'm about it. I love it. But they won't know by driving tonight. There was nobody jumping out, opening up the doors and... 
And you know why? We came down the mountain. But I'm going to tell you what, what you can't. What you can't take away is I still got faith, and I'm still going to keep pushing. I'm still going to keep praying. I'm still going to keep believing, and I'm still going to keep being fervent. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have follow through, and I'm going to be fervent. I got faith that God can do it again and again and again and again. He's done it for you. He's done it for my family. He'll do it for you. I got faith, but I'm also going to work at it. I'm going to keep working and keep pushing and keep praying because there's a fire of fervency that's burning on the inside of my soul. Let's stand together all over this building. Somebody shout faith. Somebody shout follow through. And somebody shout fervency. Lynn, it's good to see you tonight. You thought I remembered your name. Lynn, you're welcome. Lynn has been coming to our church a year and a half. She's been driving from Turlock, and I got to greet her in the parking lot at Missions Conference. Let's give Lynn a hand clap of appreciation. Raise your hands all over this building right now. Just ask the Lord to let this word, let this word settle in your spirit. Let the power of God rest in your life. Let Let there be a refreshing that comes from the spirit of the Lord. God bless these people that have come tonight. Let the hand of the Lord be on them, their families. Many of them sacrificed themselves. They gave of themselves, they sang, they worshiped, they came to every single service. I thank you for them. Bless them, God, on their jobs tomorrow as they go to work. Let the hand of God and the strength of God be on their life. I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for this church, these saints, these people that did an outstanding job. Just strengthen them. Bless them and keep them. Let the angels of the Lord go before them. Bless them financially, spiritually, and relationally. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord tonight. God's good. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to let you be dismissed if you want to go. If you're here and and you want somebody to pray with you, or you've never been baptized, there's something you're going through, I have, we have a pulpit staff that can come and pray with you. I, I'm reticent to just dismiss the service arbitrarily in case there's somebody here that wants prayer. If you're here, your guest, your visitor, you're somebody that's going through something and you want prayer, would you come down to the altar right now and let's let us pray for you? There's nothing to be embarrassed about. We don't have any, we don't believe in shame here. If you're just here and you got a special need, this, these young girls are coming down. I want, this young man is coming down. Never know what the Lord is going to do. Thank you so much. This young man's coming down for prayer. Who else is going to come down for prayer? Y'all face me. You can face me this way. Yeah, just stand together. That's perfect. perfect. Um, congratulations. Yes.
so happy for you. Congratulations. We're so happy for you. God bless you. This, this family's here. Anybody else? Anybody else? You need prayer? Anything? You have a sickness in your body? You're facing a situation you just need strength? You need the Lord to touch you? That's very good. We're going to remember the nation of Israel. We're also going to remember, remember uh, the Palestinian people as well. There are Christian Palestinians that are there, and we are praying for peace in the Middle East. Anybody else have a special need? All right. All right. Raise your hands. Pulpit staff, come. Uh, what I mean by that is people that have preached in the pulpit. Jeremiah, Dana, come down. Pastor John, come down. Come on, raise your hands right now. Let's pray for these people that have special needs. If you need to, if you need to go, you can go in the name of the Lord. I appreciate you being here. Let, come on, I need some people to help pray with this family. Now, if you, if you can pray, I want you to come pray right now. Come on, Jeanette, come down here. Let's just pray that God touch them. Let's pray God work a miracle in their life. Come on, reach over, pray with somebody beside you that's praying. They had enough faith to come down to this altar. Let's pray that God work in their life. Here's another, here's another family that's praying right now. The Lord is touching her right now. The Lord is touching this family right now. The, the, the Holy Ghost is on her right now. In a simple Bible study, the Holy Ghost is falling on her right now. That's it. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. That's the Holy Ghost. Come on. Stretch your hands right now. Come on. That's the Holy Ghost is on her right now. You don't know. This might be their last service. Come on, stretch your hands toward the front. That's the Holy Ghost right there. That's the Holy Ghost. Let your tongue go. While Peter spoke the words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. Come on, I need some faith in this building. I know you're tired, but let's pray with a little bit of more fervency right now. I've seen you move in the name of Jesus mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again in the name of the Lord Jesus by the power of his word and I believe it's not too late This young man is being filled with the Spirit of God on a Wednesday night Bible study.
God is feeling him, filling him with his spirit.